still believe that the president is the like a business card for the for the team, mm-hmm. which means this is guy who represents, right? On but business, Nelson is GM and president side, on the business side. On the sports side, when you look at the sports side, when you look just Bayern Munich, why is the Rummenigge all the Bayern players? Why is Salihamidzic the technical sport director? Why was uh, Matthias Sammer was before that? All right. And where are the fire players that used to be involved with the fire now? Listen, it, I, I felt like it's not like it's not like I don't want to help or somebody from the previous previous uh, players or whoever it was or how this is going to be. Everyone wants help because that was our passion. That was our team. All right. And you look around the league. Look, you're on this podcast talking about fire. It's your passion, yes. And you look around the league and you said, okay, Jim Curtin is here, Carlos Bocanegra, Atlanta, John with Bob over there, uh, Ante Razov over there, Mike Sorber over there. Uh, who else is around? Thornton. Jesse Marsh, uh, Jesse Marsh was with uh, New York Mars, now. CJ Brown, Chris Armas. You know, you look at this and it's like almost 70, 80% of the team Josh, I, yeah. I play with. Josh is with the national team or was in Columbus. So when, Hamlet didn't play with you, but he was one of the coaches. So, yeah. So when you look at this, even Dennis, as you said, Dennis Hamlet as well. So I was saying, if you look at this and say like, okay, why is this guy's not working with the fire? So they are successful everywhere else. And listen, I asked myself this question when I coached this United. After I left the program, why I need to go to Philadelphia? You think I'm not going to come to Chicago if they're going to offer me the job? When I was with Bob, uh, with the Olympic team in 2009, Sakevich approached me and asked me if I can come to, to Philadelphia, organize everything. They don't have a stadium. They don't have a facility. They don't have a training academy. They don't have one player. They don't even have one brick in the stadium. <laughs> right? So I, I said, just ask me, you know, just I'm asking you, why didn't nobody from the fire was thinking, maybe it's the time for Peter to come back. Well, who is in charge then? Listen, it really does matter. Yeah, I, yeah, we, we can move. I think the owner was the same, right? Yeah, same owner. The owner was the same. Uh, no, uh, owner took over in 2007 yeah. is when he took Hovind over. But listen, to be fair to Andrew, I have a very good relationship with Andrew. We met many Speaking times. of Andrew, uh, is Andrew Hotman's image misunderstood by Chicago Fire fans? I believe so. I strongly believe that you know Andrew didn't don't deserve the the stuff that we've been posting or uh, is been saying about him. I've been with since the day maybe not as I said that about 2007 eight. I was in LA. We met. Uh, we have a dinner together. And since that day, we've been you know we've been talking a couple of months here and there. But we've been in the contact constantly. And you know, in some some capacity, I understand him that he is you know, putting the stuff or putting the people in the positions, I'm not saying of power, but the position that he trusts them to do the good job. You know, every every owner or the, you know, when you are, when you have like investment company, all right, or you, you are Warren Buffett. Well, Warren Buffett is not CEO, he's the owner, right? Right. But he got the companies he bought, then he got the CEOs who he trusts and who he put in a, you know, position of, of uh, power to make a right decision. 
And if there is a not right decision, he have a right to fire them. That's very simple. If you don't deliver it, that's today's business world. All right. And Andrew, you can and, either have excuses or results. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew is, uh, as I said, if you look at the the the, the numbers what he spent the last year or since. I think 2000, when was that? 2000, after 2016, I think there was significant improvement in the, in the financials. Significant improvement in the financial outlay for the Chicago Fire since then. Right. Don't forget then the, 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 the fire pieces as well in the, the downtown Chicago, right? There's this mm -hmm. project as well for the youth, for the, for the community, and then uh, the city of Chicago. So my point is, you know, what, what do you have today? Second, second, uh, Paid roster in MLS, 16 million? If 16 million, but yeah. with holes in it. And then uh, Nelson's starting to try and go get like redundant. I'm, he's going to try, he tried to go get another left winger for five, five million when we already got Gaetan, Katai, and, and Frankowski. As I said, you know, spending money is very easy. Very easy. The same like, you know, as I said about Qatar, if Qatar will, will uh, you know, if there's going to be buying the players, if they can buy the players, they're not going to be, you can buy all these players. You know, Paris Saint-Germain, look at Paris Saint-Germain, how much money they spend lately. And they still can't win Champions League. Even the Sheikh got pissed off this year and said no more. <laughs> right? So you can just buy players for players. As I said about the structure, about two players on the position, you have to be consequent. But, you know, from the being also fair, I know how the leagues works. Mm -hmm. Right? In terms of player allocation, you know, the agents, together with the league and stuff and you know the players i know with freddie was the same thing right freddie wants to come back all right big name freddie adu mm -hmm. to philadelphia i know how it was all right you think they contact me to ask me if i wanted freddie no did right? they they just make it you know they just make it and he's there freddie is coming to you <laughs> wow. Uh, you were talking about it earlier and you said Katai, but do you think some fire players could make it in Europe, like at Champions League level? Maybe just Katai? What about Mihailovic or, uh, or Frank Georgie, Georgie, Georgie needs some work. Georgie needs some basic work if you want to play the position he wants to play. He needs to work twice a day to understand the position. Uh -huh. All right? Uh, listen, playmakers are right now as a dinosaurs, all right? Like a dinosaurs. They just, there's no more, okay? But to learn the position like he wants to play, the, the middle is the middle is too crowded for him. He needs to be more mobile, all right? He needs to switch places. He needs to pop up in comp completely different spots that he pop ups right now. His decision process is not that fast as supposed to be, to be on this level in terms of playing ball v saying things stuff right i used to you know when i was very young when my father was coaching me because at some point he was like we have extra couple of hours together every single week mm -hmm. he he made this like uh, the exercise that i close my eyes and then i have like 10 balls around the middle circles right and i was just just jogging around these balls, like in the, inside the, the middle circle. And he was way away, like he ran somewhere else. I didn't hear that where, I didn't see it. But at some point he called my, like, Peter, and I got the, my eyes open, 
and I have to see the you know, like peripheric where he is. Basically, I play and I have to play the ball where he was. Playing by ear and so, and, so yeah. this is this is like you know, you gotta get mentally prepared for that. I, I'm sure Georgie can be very good in Germany. I still believe that he need time to develop. I don't I I'm not sure that German is gonna be with their mentality and uh competition level you know as i said those guys are very competitive they will not give you anything for free and being a, a foreigner auslander like i was you have to be twice as good as the german if not you're going to be sitting on the bench confused frustrated and so on wow and if you don't know the language then even it's worse because believe it or not my two good friends the first 11 in Germany on Bundesliga is decided in the locker room, not by the coach, in the locker room. By the players? So it's all connected in terms of intrigues, in terms of who it was. The people can hurt you in the training to get you, you know. I've been in this situation. I was the master of that. Wow, it's hardcore. The coach put me in the charge of the locker room, my coach Werner Lorant. Yeah. who I bring coffee and talk. He put me in charge of this to cement the locker room. So I can smell it. I can see it in one. If you change, if you change your look at me in the morning or change your behavior just a bit that I can see is something wrong, I knew it is something wrong. And they tried to hurt me many times because of that. My teammates mm -hmm. in Germany. Take your part. I heard, I heard, and I understood, and I knew that it's coming. All right, they would tackle me from behind, tackle me to just hurt me, because as I said, I got sixty, seventy thousand dollars. They have ten. Wow. And we can flip flop in one week like that. So I'm not sure Georgie is ready for this kind of competition. I think he need to build himself more like a. Not just self-esteem, but the confidence. I don't see the confidence. I don't see that I am the best. I'm gonna get this one. You know, I see some of that, but I also the the body language lately. I it's just been a little bit. Listen, I think that the, the stuff oh. that hurt him being on the bench sometimes, you know, in some MLS games, because you know, if you're good enough to play for U.S. national team, right, mm -hmm. uh, and you are not good enough for the playing for the fight, is something wrong with this? Just my opinion, you know. Uh, you were kind of just talking about it, but what makes a good captain, a good soccer captain? You have to be a SOB. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's difficult. Job. It's very difficult job. My my coach in Germany used to say because they, the reporters asked them, "Did did you talk about uh, talk to players?" And he was saying, why I need to talk to the players? I'm not the priest. You're not going to satisfy everybody, all right? So you cannot be priest and just listen to the people. You have to demand the best out of them. You know, when you, when you talk to Chris Armas or Jesse or Frankie, you know, I was not nice, nice guy on the field, all right? Even against my teammates in training. But you demanded the best. You think Michael Jordan was? 
No, Michael Jordan demanded the best. Michael Jordan got in fist fights in practice because if you weren't playing hard enough, he'd beat the crap out of you. I know. I put uh, a couple of noses in the practice. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing. I got, I got Bob. I got Bob Bradley. He was very upset. You can, whoever had this game in Kansas City, whoever had this game in Kansas City. Yeah. The day before we went, before we went to Kansas City, we had the you know the, the training, and then we went to O'Hare and have a flight to Kansas City. We have a training, and Bob was playing always with us. And believe it or not, he come with the head down, and I didn't see. You know, he said that was on purpose. I, I, I'm truly I didn't see him, and I always train with the metal studs with the six ones. Yeah, and I get. And he put the head, and I just go with the all six across the, like a, the first four across the uh, across the, his face. So he got like a, you know he's being like a, the braveheart. Like yeah. Blue and red and stuff, and he was sitting on the bench. William Wallace. He wants to hit me after after that. He was like, and I said, Bob, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't meant to, right? And he was. Please go away. Please go away. All right. And I'm like, Bob, I'm sorry. And he said, You did this on purpose. I'm like, I'm not. Because I was such a player that everything happened for the reason. And he believed that I did on purpose, which I didn't. But anyway, <laughs> Lindsay, his wife, was didn't talk to me as well when we landed from Kansas City. <laughs> you messed when, up the husband. She saw him on TV and saw him at the airport. She didn't talk to me for two weeks, probably. <laughs> All right, he looked horrible. But listen, I, as I said, if Michael Jordan, he was, he was worse than me. But if you want to, I was, as with the players as well. You need to know where to, what kind of guy. You know, I challenged him all the time. Even he was on my roster, and uh, in DC, mm -hmm. I called him up. I called him out one time. He was very upset, and I said, sometimes the players need to get out of the system you know the frustration the, yeah. the whole thing i can be this guy all right but listen when we show up in training you have to give me the best i don't care you tie it or not you know my father used to say and Werner as well that's not such a term as being tired either you are out of shape or you're not fit <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've been going like two hours, by the oh, way. Oh, I can't oh. even believe it. Um, we There's like a million things we still want to ask you, Piotr. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been no, insane. I, I, we can, we can uh, you know, I have, uh, I have no problem. Even the podcast, I don't know how long you can you have. We like, can go eight hours, but there's no It's possible. I don't have anything going on right, tomorrow. Listen, <laughs> this is so fun, though, man. Thank you listen, so much for spending the time. Everybody smash that like button, though, and share this. This is awesome. What's the question? Okay, give me some questions. Oh, yeah, let's – yeah. Okay, uh, uh, you just gave us a little Georgie uh, assessment. Why not an assessment maybe on Frankowski? Oh, yeah, Franek, you, you, you know, are against them. Franek needs to learn the American way of playing soccer, I believe. Franek mm -hmm. is trying very hard to do the Polish way. Mm. And the timing – is being everywhere and nowhere is the you know this is not Poland when the people say oh listen oh this work guy work hard and this and that this is being smart this is being picking your spot and he is the speedster which means Franek cannot go up and down right that's when we play Jagiellonia I always put three guys on the wing so they play right back and Frank and uh, Frankowski right Przemek. Mm -hmm. 
and I put three guys against those those two. So I have always one advantage because they never he never he have a problem tracking back, all right? And he, he's the speedster, I like I was, which means you can make 50 yard sprint, but then you have to, you know, you need one minute to recover and go again. All right. In Germany, what they did with me, they measured this thing, and believe it or not, they measured. Uh, in night, it was a long time ago, but they measured that if I make 50 yard sprint with ball, full speed, right? And then our coach demands and we have to go 50 yards back to your position. So after this sprint's back, I need two minutes and 10 seconds and go again, mm -hmm. right? They measured this. Wow. So what they did to improve my, not fitness, but to level of doing this stuff more constantly, right? They prepared a program for me. Mm -hmm. And I have been doing with my players who I coach as well, with Christian Gomez, with Jaime, with Ernie Stewart, uh, Sebastian Mila in, uh, 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 in Adelechia, uh, Milos Krasic, who played at Juventus. He was a little older. I did with them. What you do in Germany, what they did with me, we have a loop about three points, like two miles loop. And we've been doing nine loops on Tuesday, um, Monday afternoon. 27 kilometers we run on every oh. every every Monday in Germany. 16 and a half miles. Right, right. A full marathon, Jeez. almost right. a full marathon. Every every Monday, 11 months. Every so Monday afternoon. Piot, this reminds me, though, uh, I've been seeing some criticism launched uh, at Katai's way for his defensive effort. And I was thinking about, like, you know, Katai's an offensive dynamo, and we're criticizing him for his defensive, uh, his deep lack of defense, lack of defensive work. But I mean, like, we want this guy to be creating offense and, and be his putting into his hard work when he's on offense. Like what you're saying, that hard, that hard work. We want those sprints forward. We don't want his hard work being backward. Does that make sense? Listen, you have to find the balance. You, you cannot just stand like Messi, you are not Messi. But my point was, remember when we talk about this three striker, Polish striker. Right. right? So let me ask you this, all right? You have, you play 4-2-3-1, right? Mm -hmm. Give or take, right? Because mm -hmm. mostly they play like this, right? Yep. So even if Katai doesn't go back, you have still two defensive midfielders. The one can cover one side. Yep. The, other can, the, the one can cover right side. The other can... That's six. There's six guys still behind the ball. Yeah. So listen, my, my point is, if he goes back and forth, none of the players in the world can go 90 minutes back and forth because if you go, if you track back to your own, uh, only back line, all right, how are you going to go on the other side in two minutes to score a goal? You will not have power to do this. You're not, you need the time, yeah. Right? So my point was with the running was, I was running like these guys making these loops like hour and 25 to 45 minutes different groups mm. and then they come with the program for me saying peter you're going to run these nine loops but you're going to run we're going to paint the trees for you you're going to give you the watch right and mm. they will they paint the, the trees you know paint white they put the white paint on the trees and every 200 meters i have to be on the beep my watch was beeping beep 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 I run this track three and a half hours. 
three hours, three and a half on the beeps. But I was so upset because everybody was already at home. My wife was upset because I was about nine o'clock back home. All right. I was so upset. Nobody there. I was just running like a madman, like a, I'm not saying bad word, but like a crazy <laughs> guy yeah. just by himself with a, with a fitness coach. Mm -hmm. Just control if I am doing my job. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that I reduce from 210 or 215. So I make a sprint, come back, and I reduce this to 110. Holy cow. All right? Double. That's what so makes you almost like a world-class so midfielder. Franek needs, what Katai needs, is to find and create the program for them. Mm -hmm. It will increase the capacity in the lungs. So mm -hmm. even they go up and down, they're still going to have the power to go forward. Because the point is, you're not, uh, how you say it? You resting, they resting the whole team is resting on in the wrong timing. Mm -hmm. You rest with the ball. You don't rest without the ball. Or you, you rest, rest with the ball. You rest with the ball. Because then you have everybody have touches, and as soon as you touch the ball, you start moving. And then you're waiting for the right moment to go forward. Mm -hmm. All right, to be surprised. They're playing out of the back, everybody can see it three miles out where the next pass will go. Is very predictable okay but that's the point of them increase the values and let me ask you this mm -hmm. if the left back let's say katai is playing i think he's i don't know that what he likes more left or right or middle i think we need to give him a freedom to roam i will play two of them katai and then uh what is his name katan gaitan okay. together in the middle as i told you three two three two Two, yeah, and one. Okay, and everything is covered. That would be so dangerous. Oh my god, <laughs> that makes sense. I, I know our friend True Marty was uh wanting because, something like that. Listen, I play, I play three five two with Brian Carroll, and you know I have two playmakers. I always like to play two playmakers mm -hmm. because when one is one, you can always you know look at this. But if they will understand each other and they will play every day in training together, that's what I did. I play with one of the best players in the world. Who Mr. was it? Mr. Abedi Pele. He was four or five times winner Abedi Pele. Take a look. He was Abedi, A-B-E-D-E, -E -E. Pele. Abedi Pele, I found him, uh, uh, from Ghana. Right. Uh, Ghana footballer, time, attacking Africa. midfielder, captain of the Ghana national team, one of the greatest African footballers of all time. So he played, he, he won there with Olympic Marcel. They won, I believe, the Champions League. And he won the, like four or five times. He won Africa Player of the Year. I see 1860 Munich. There you go. <laughs> All right. Two playmakers. They didn't know what hit them. From which angle. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I like to play with Jerry when Jerry Podbrozny was here. Jerry was excellent component to me. Because we can, we can, you know, we play together. Then the ball was moving all around. You know, Frankie was there, so we make this rotation, which ma which make us very unpredictable. Nobody knows from where we're gonna hit. You cover this side, we're gonna hit you from the other side. And we have Crystal later. You know, I mean, if you look at the teams, it's just the team was nasty. Oh. <laughs> uh, There's so much talent on the attack. Gomez. 
So uh, I think you can you, you should utilize this strength. You you don't expose yourself with the oh, you don't expose your weakness. You expose you you're getting this your strength. You know you putting your strength in there. But don't oh. forget, guys, that listen based on today's results or uh, last couple of weeks. You know it's it's the it's dangerous territory. But I don't believe that that's. That should be your main factor. I think you should go all in in this. Why not? What do you have to lose now? Nothing. So you're talking no. about uh, having having the uh, the two the dual tens. I think some people call it two, but the two playmakers up there. But at striker, uh, there's kind of a bit of an argument right now between uh, Nemanja Nikolic, who I don't know if you I don't remember if you coached against him while in Poland. Yes, I did. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Nikolic or Sapong, who has actually been scoring at a higher rate than Nikolic at the moment. Like, who would you have at the front uh, between Katai and Gaetan at this point? No, Gaetan. Gaetan will play in the middle of with, with Katai, I believe. That's the yeah, best. Like between, the yeah, best like between the two of them. Now you go, you're going to argue, well, okay, what, what about Georgie? All right, what about this? You can play, you can Gaetan with Georgie in the middle and Katai on the wing as a as a partner. I still feel when I watch the games that, you know, okay, CJ is fighting, but you're going to change, Jim, uh, John, you're going to change the complexity of the game. CJ is great to have, let's say, if you play, if you play defensively, right, and you mm -hmm. score, uh, you're like holding the ball, waiting for the midfielder to come up. You change the complexity of the team, which means you basically will dominate the possession, the ball possession on the opponent's half. And in this means, and sometimes CJ, you know, if you're going to put him as a winger, let's say, why don't you put him on the winger? They can always do this rotation inside. All right? Yeah. Listen, the the work rate, I admire CJ for the work rate. There's not, no question about that. Nemanja is the, he's the killer, all right? Which means he played the same way. If you're going to ask him to tackle people to go back, that's not his role, right? So you have to complement those guys together, right? And figure out the way how you're going to structure this thing, right? It's interesting because this year we, we've seen more of Nico going back for some reason. We've seen more of him playing defensively, which is very weird. Just, just as I told you, how you how you going to find, you know, you, you, you guys start saying like, Oh, he missed another chance. Oh, he cannot score. Now listen, if he works back so hard, how he's going to go and have the power and concentration to score the goals? He misses one series that he never missed. And then ever before. And why is that? Is it because he's, he's putting in so much defensive spent, effort? Probably. Spend already, or spend already, all right? The given time because the ball is, all right, as I said about circulating the ball more, but with the purpose not just passing all around when it's also predictable and you have always the defender on your back you have to at certain point you have to speed up get the penetration ball get a little faster and now you speed up you go and then you finish the, the your chances all right then you're gonna save your energy not not the player in the world can play 90 minutes back and forth back box to box and expecting that he's gonna score 20 goals for you it's not possible it's not going to happen. Uh, Piotr, why aren't the Polish fans showing up right now? Uh, Frankowski is here. What What do the fire have to change to maybe bring back Polish fans or Latino fans for that matter or whoever else? Just bringing people out. 
I, I, listen, we, we guys, we, we, we talked for many, many hours and uh, I, I spoke with James the last time. I believe that they lack this authenticity, the, mm -hmm. the, the connection that we brought. I mean, you know, we weren't the heroes of the city, right? Right. But, I mean, there was the time that... You guys were unknown. And then just... Listen, I'm not going to... I'm not going to go after this, but I was in the Polish restaurants and, you know, small bars and this to meet with these guys, to be authentic, that feel, I would let them feel like I am one of them. All right. So I wasn't, you know, I, I don't want to appear like a big star or, you know, anything we did that time was, listen, we are like you. All right. We are like we respect who you are and we agree that we are part of the city for better or worse but we all we are you know the andrew brought as well i, I talked to him and then you know we we talk about the fans as well and he was saying you know he has paid for the buses for the fans you know he paid us so I, i'm not saying it's not doable i will say this if i'll be in chicago Tomorrow, I can tell you that in two months, you will have 10,000 Polish guys there. <laughs> it, would, it would be easy. It would be because, so easy. Yeah. Because it's, these guys need to feel important. Every one of us is like, especially when you spend your heart, like when you work hard to get whatever you do in your life, you're spending hard, you know, work money on the team you love, on the players you love, and organization that you feel that you are part of okay mm -hmm. and you need to get something in return and this is most important factor that i understand the frustration but i still feel that you know if if you have something not only ear to to listen uh in the organization but also connect with this you know they talking about this uh ambassadorship or i heard right mm -hmm. graham parker called me two weeks ago and asked him and asked me what i think and I told him, I said, listen, how many guys as ambassador you have? I don't know if they picked up my idea or not, but it seems like. Yeah. Right? But there was the idea, okay, how many guys you have? How many guys want to do this? Because if you guys, you know, if, if you ask, and I've been in contact with many of our guys, I've been in Red Bull Arena talking to Chris, CJ. We had Lavelle Palmer on our show before. I, I player. He wants, he would love, probably love to. Right, so you gotta get somebody who can, you know, connect those things. You know, if, if it's Graham, I don't know. But I heard some people want changes, is, though. My point is very simple. Mm. If, regardless of the location, right, regardless of what will happen, if you not let your people feeling important, connected, and as well as a part of the organization, like you, we did in '98, and since then. Everybody in the world, from Australia to Thailand to Japan to China to Bangladesh, India, Middle East, everybody knows what the Chicago fire is. They know them. And, they, and it sounds like the fire are thinking yeah. about a rebrand. I was about to mention of, that. Instead of using this to your advantage, all right, mm -hmm. you have to connect with your fans. Because regardless, tell me, I remember when I was with this United or later with the Union. Mm -hmm. You have 20,000 people in the stands. What changed? The team started losing, and then, but people were still there even while we were losing. And slowly it just seemed like 
the uh, the front office just slowly decided to not stop, really stop caring. Yeah, not really give more to the team, and eventually, like this past year, just outright banning fans. Effort dropped, and the networks of cooperation crumbled. Yes, I, I listen. You it, you might be right, but I, I I still feel like this is just half measure. What you're talking? Absolutely. I mean, all it's spe- right? speculation. This is not just. This is not just something happened overnight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're I, absolutely I, right. Something that gradually happened. That the apathy is going for quite some time, mm-hmm. and the apathy, uh, apathy. Right. This is the word, right. Yeah. Word, yeah. Right? You're, you're correct word. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the spark, the in, in, you know, inspiration, the, the 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 excitement. That's why you have in your three top words, you have passion as number one. As a number one, the this first pillar of the every co- every existing of the fire, the passion, right? Yes, uh, tradition, honor, and passion. All right. So you you have this. Tradition, okay, you, you got the, the trophies that's coming up, all right? The honor you, you have won. to... But the passion, where is this passion? Number one, all right? Mm-hmm. You can lose the games. I'm not saying you have to win the games, all right? But that's what I said about Georgie, all right? The goal he scored. Where is the passion? Where is it? All right? You're not playing for some, uh, you know, Sunday league team. You want to have this red jersey, you have Polska. I know that, but have <laughs> the right one, okay? What is the passion, my dear? There you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> what is the passion? That, that's that's most important thing when I look at the whole thing and saying, okay, guys, all right, I understand it, but give me the passion, all right? And if this, you know, I always said you can win the game or you can lose the game. Mostly, you know, is a, as I said. Winning is a habit. So is losing. <laughs> right? You can't stand in the middle of the road. You get hit by both ways. <laughs> you always bring this stuff, huh? <laughs> That's some great stuff. That's some great stuff, Peter. Okay. Uh, uh, I, okay. You know what? We're entering kind of the last hits. I got a couple, you All know, right. maybe some zingers, more fun questions. We'll move away from the fire. That's All been right. an awesome discussion. I'm sure it might come back up, but, you know, I can't believe how long we've already gone. It's been crazy. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, Quick thoughts on Polish football. What needs to change, and maybe compare it to USA? Polish football is a very big question mark in terms of where it's going. You know, any World Cups in the future for Poland or USA? No, listen, World Cups. I'm not. You know, I'm worried about the US in terms of the you know the guarantee contract, the players being complacent. You saw this with against Trinidad and Tobago. You know, they think like, oh, who, who they are? We we need one point, and all of a sudden, you wake up being outside, out of the World Cup, right? Taking a dirt nap outside the World Cup <laughs> of Russia. In the poll, and then you know, this is like, I don't, I don't feel like. Listen, I don't feel like a lot of players in Major League Soccer, and I watch all most of the games during the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like if you watch the MLS games. I'm not saying percentage-wise, 80, 70, or 60, but a lot of, of these guys, I'm not sure they have the drive, like we did in uh, like the young players, like Bocanegras, Beasley, the Landon Donovan, and all these guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, who come through the ranks, right? With the, even with the national, Kleshian, uh, Michael Bradley, and so on. Mm-hmm. Those guys have such a drive to be in Europe because of the 
result with the money what they can get here training once a day right you know the the rules of cba right so it sounds yeah, pretty I posh know, i don't know the new ones but i remember when i was i was with the with the dc and then uh, philadelphia you can train twice a day i do have the current cba i could look it up if we do but a second one i'll look it up <laughs> but the most, most important thing like like we play new york and and for example like that time we play in uh, dc we play new york mm -hmm. and we can literally one minute after midnight right we play saturday we come on sunday midnight to 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 lfk you cannot have this day is not off day it doesn't count as if off day because one minute is coming already so you have to give them monday and tuesday off can you imagine in bundesliga when you say coach i need two days off <laughs> they laugh you out the door you know what about england another guy to take your job right there ready no, to go you're playing every three days you don't even have to do have times <laughs> but my point, is, my, my point is i'm i'm worried about the players being complacent because of you know not relegation and they just don't have the drive to be proud who they are do you think that's related to promotion relegation or a lack thereof in america no no that's, that's only only right there inside the head and right there because these guys have need to have motivation what they want to do in the in the future but because mm. of the system is right there with the guarantee money bonuses uh, you know eight eight weeks vacations and stuff why they need to go to europe to have a headache right so when i watch the games i'm watching who can make it like james asked me who can make it to to the european teams i don't see the many guys like this who will say you know what i'm gonna leave i'm gonna make myself not five million dollars i'm gonna make myself 25 million dollars i don't see it all right the polish football is is completely different because most of these guys want to leave poland as soon as they can mm. right anybody who can come a little bit higher is gone well, it's totally different than America, where they're like, but, but, they the, stay. but the style of play is just um, very concerning. You know, when I li listen to the coaches, they're saying, like, uh, you know, the one coach saying, uh, we figure out that we're going to give the ball to the other team and let them figure out what they're going to do with the ball. <laughs> this is in Poland? Yeah. And they just sit back, like, on the basically on the 18 yard line and just defend it. And three guys going forward and the rest seven just stay there jeez right? yeah the very defensive play I, I remember watching that like world cup is very frustrating right, exactly. very so creative. no they, they just don't have, have the imagination to do it and they you know there's a big discussions right now because the two teams already lost one to the belarus team mm -hmm. and one to lose to slovakia team and slovakia would have three million four million people with all due respect Iceland only has Poland, so many people and Poland have 42 or something like that right yeah and they because they, they, they the work they do is a consequence they have a you know not better players they just work very hard and they have they work with the purpose okay so I don't know where the Polish football will go I'm very concerned about that as well but listen it's not my as, as my coach used to say not my circus not my monkeys <laughs> <laughs> I remember I 
there's a lot of people uh, using uh, some of, phrase? Yeah. yes, that is a Polish phrase. I remember somebody was talking about like their favorites, their favorite phrases that barely have that have a vague translation to English, and they're mentioning that phrase. It is. Sometimes the people feel offended when I said so, but it's not. <laughs> it's nothing with uh, you know um, with that. But like, I, as I said, I, I I'm you know. I will wish to to the you know I've been with the Olympic team. I saw these guys going through the process. I work with them every single day, mm -hmm. with Michael Bradley, with Freddie, with Josie Altidor, with Kleshian, with Stuart Holden, with uh, Brad uh, Guzan. I work with all this. I let, just 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 to be sure, from my team U23, we put 16 guys in the U.S. men's national team. Holy cow. From the 23 players in the roster, we put 16 in the U.S. national team. And they were not superstars. You know, so Stewart was, was very good. Dax was is one of them as well. Right? Very young. Dax, wow. Right? Dax was with us too. Let's but go, Captain McCarty. But when you see, you know, when, when, when you look at this team and you see how, you know, Brad was in, uh, in England, Sasha was at uh, Anderlecht. Michael Bradley was, you know, from Roma, Mönchengladbach, and so on. And, Cle uh, and Josie was at uh, Pesfau. You know, you change, you see, and Freddie as well, you change the lives of those players. Not because I'm hard or I don't give water to the players, all right? Or make, mm -hmm. some, you know, some, some uh, accusations that were completely out of this world, all right? right. I'm not that mad, mad man or bad man, I would say, all right? And they, those players not good because I put the pressure on them or uh, squeeze them or give, didn't give them water. They're good because we, they believe the way I prepared them for this work. That's why Michael Bradley, of course, with, I'm not saying I'm the only one. I'm saying mm -hmm. I show them the option how you can play soccer in the right way. I show them the option what to need to be done to survive in certain circumstances in Europe in the clubs as well right you're teaching them you're teaching them give them also also this the 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 self like esteem be proud who you are mm -hmm. regardless who you what is going to come your way be right? a man too but be proud who you are and i think you know if you see as a as a coach in a lot of different stuff as i said you know i have a guy in Lechiak Dance, very talented goalkeeper serbian his name is uh, Vanya Milinkovic Savic. His brother played for uh, Roma. Milinkovic uh, Savic is yeah, his older brother. Very good. He's Sergei uh, Milinkovic. I thought that he won uh, the World Cup with Pano. Vanya? I th no, I think Sergei won the World Cup with Pano. Right, right. right. So, so I have this goalkeeper. He came from, believe it or not, from Manchester United. We took him for, I believe, he was like fourth or fifth goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. We took him from Manchester United for 100,000 euros. Mm -hmm. Is that right? cheap? Very cheap. Very cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he was 19 years old. He is 19, or was 19 that time when I came to Poland, 2016. So, two, six, seven, six, eight big. Left and right, he can put the ball wherever he wants. Great goalkeeper, but nothing in here. And I met with him many times. He came to training, shoes off, you know, open. Forget, he forget his gloves one day. 
Can you imagine? Goalkeeper. So I, I got <laughs> I got to him I'm and goalkeeper. I can't I imagine. I said to him, Vanya, listen, I'm gonna talk to you not as a coach. I'm gonna talk to you as an older friend or older player. And then imagine that I am one of the guys you play in this team. So let me get this one. You don't even know how good you can be. If you're going to just try to listen what the coach is saying, and I, you know, even I was talking to, you know, in the third person, <laughs> I said, even you're going to get the slice idea what the coach is, is talking to you about, about the discipline, about this, about that, right? And where he wants you to be, then you will understand what he's looking for. And I switched tables and I said, what do you think? Can you do this? Let's work. He was on the number three keepers when I came, mm -hmm. right? Two keepers were, I, I didn't have a good feeling for them. So <laughs> I talked, to, I talked to, to Vanya and I said, Vanya, now I'm talking as a coach. Can you give me, let's work from now on, from today on, two months, you're going to play next game. You're going to start. And we played Legia Warsaw that game. Can you imagine? <laughs> right? One of the best teams in Poland. Yeah. He starts, never left the never left the, the goal. We sold him for 4.9 million euros to Benfica. Uh, to sorry, <laughs> to uh, it clicked. To, uh, Torino to Torino. It first, finally we got, clicked. We got two million two million euros from Benfica as the first option to buy, right? And then we have two point eight million dollars from uh, euros from uh, Torino. Okay, all right. Six month job. Six month job, and we still talk. And he's great goalkeeper. He just need to click. Quite a few of the players. It, 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 that's what it is. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I want to uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, it sounds like you are about to switch gears, and I want to switch to my side. Yeah, go uh, for it. Because uh, we were talking about the international side, and I remember. Uh, you were talking during the uh, World Cup this year about the women's game. And I was just wanted to know uh, your thoughts about that. Uh, you know, with uh, the Chicago team uh, here, like getting seventeen thousand out, like more than the Fire at Toyota Park. So, want to know what your thoughts about the women's game? They outdrew the Fire, the, the seventeen thousand for the Red Stars, and fifteen thousand yeah. is the highest draw for the Fire this year. So that's two thousand more. So. <laughs> <laughs> I admired the women football, uh, women soccer, and I am big fan of any kind. I've been with the girls and, and uh, the women team in Antigua. I started there. I started with in uh, in Delaware here with the girls. I have uh, five teams of uh, girls from ten to uh, fifteen, mm. and I love the work with them. All right, uh, and you know. I've been big fans since we've been with Bob in LA because the girls or the ladies were trained next to our field. And there was always, you know, uh, Heather Meads and uh, the other girls that uh, I don't remember the, the names. There was always around the teams and we always talk. Then uh, sometimes they, you know, uh, but the work ethic, the, I would say, you know, the, the U.S. national team is just amazing to see those girls. This is sacrifice left and right. And I'm not talking about just the money or lawsuits. You know, this is, this is just pure satisfaction to work, to see them work. And I'm not following the, what is, NW? NWSL. Right. 
I'm not following that much uh, in terms of watching the football, uh, the ladies soccer, but I was that time, I always admired this. I saw this, you know, we have a quite of Polish ladies. They play in the big teams, you know, from Paris Saint-Germain to Wolfsburg. Uh, really quite very, very good uh, women soccer player, right? So it's, you know, I've been cheering for them. I posted on Twitter because I felt like they deserved. There was nobody better in this world to, to even compete with them. I like that. Right. Uh, uh, Peter, Peter, we're getting close to shutting down here. Uh, oh. You have a lot of special. I know. Thanks for, thanks for hanging we, out. We so, might have a part two at some point. That's uh, what I was saying. Like, uh, he want, uh, Peter was speaking about potentially bringing a, a buddy on, uh, a journalist friend. So we'll we'll talk about that in the future. Right. Uh, oh, listen, it's going to be, I think it's going to be worth to try. Sorry, I need to walk to, to the other parties. was in the dark for quite oh, some time. Oh, no, of yeah. course. Get a glass of water or anything, whatever you got to do. Uh, because of the battery, but anyway, I I, I talked to 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 uh, to Jacek and I think Jacek would be very happy to to be on the show. I think it's important also to know, you know, he told me basically why this happened, and I think it's better for him to to express his uh, you know um, opinion about the communication between the the fire organization, the Polish community. I still believe that. Listen, if we have all together, if we're gonna get all together. At some point, maybe not uh, not today, not tomorrow, but in the future, yeah. it's going to be something like that. I'm sure it's regardless where the fire will play, regardless what the name is going to be. I think you will still uh, have opportunity to get, you know, the stadium need to be packed. But you, if if you want to do this, you have to be honest with the people you you communicate to. You have transparency. To be, not you know, transparency is very vague. I would say turn or the world, right? I would say be honest. The people today. Be genuine. I would say not James, not even genuine. I would say this. And I hope you guys, uh, I, I make myself under, you know, understood. Mm -hmm. Honest for me means, listen, today's, and I said to Peter Weld many times, and I said to Sakevich, and, you know, I don't, I didn't say to, 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 Kevin Payne, because Kevin was black and white, like I am. Mm -hmm. There's never gray. There is never like, oh, what he said, or maybe he meant this. Kevin was like me, black or white, right? That honest means if it's bad and you're saying, okay, you're going out there and you said, this is how I'm going to fix it. You don't use your thousand words. You're not pose, you know, you're not pose like a, you're a salesman or something or that or that. You just say how it is, straight up. And this is my plan to fix it. You're not going to say, I'm fixing it, or uh, I'm going to fix it. you got to tell the play people how, all right? Straight up in the face. Because the authenticity, I will say, of the communication between all parties is maybe somewhere, um, I would say, you know, lost in translation. But not this vague, you know, terms of just being as it is, because that makes you honest. That makes people feel like, okay, listen, bad things happen. All right, I'm not gonna say the bad word, but things happen. Okay, yeah, all right. That's how it is. That's that's the way I'm gonna fix it. This is, you know, just believe it. That's it. You don't need to excuse. You're not gonna turn around. You're not gonna 
twist the words. You're not gonna go this because you you feel like okay, you are in a uh, in a, like a, what is the dealership car dealership and somebody wants to give you or sorry in a, in an elect, electronic shop and somebody's instead of trying to sell you the DVD is trying to to sell you the VHS. You know. You have to be honest with yourself and with the public. That's how it is. Don't don't need to spin it though the way you don't need to. It's not rocket science. Um, you have a lot of special club moments in your career. Do you have any special moments from your time with Poland when you were with the Poland national team? I did, but as I said, you know, it's because of my listen, I don't like in my my life as a player. There's a couple of moments, even as a coach as well. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of moments when um, I have uh, from my father when I went to Germany from Switzerland. My father was um, his heritage was German, so because of the rules that that time it was only three foreign player can play in Germany, and the team I went to was already having. But my father a year before he applied for my German citizenship. Mm. Right. So I have a Polish and German dual citizenship, and you know I have a hard time. Listen, I when uh, there was '94, so even if uh, you know the Berlin Wall was down, uh, the whole transformation starts. They still call me the German. I didn't understand. Wow. What, right. So the coaches, the political, uh, you know, landscape wasn't favorable. And I, I didn't even consider the idea that the playing, wall had an impact right, on your career so like that. I was playing in the Bundesliga, one of the top, top teams, and I, I was in a great form. Mm. I was waiting about eight months, nine months. They didn't get me when I was vice champion in Switzerland. I didn't play for the national team. I have to wait five years to play for the Polish national Wow. Yeah. Even Wow. Right? That's, why, your... that's, why, that's why I have what they, they ask me, hey Peter, why you don't why you have only 23 games in the national team? You were just captain for three years. It's not like today they have like 12 games in this in a year. Mm. And then the other side, I was five years, five years, I was uh, you know, I cannot play. I mean the the, the coaches were afraid to to uh, you know to invite me for the to the to the national team. Wow, that's incredible. And I never even considered that's the idea of the Berlin yeah. Wall having an impact on your career. That is that is incredible. That's after there was listen, I was I was surprised too. That was after the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Well after. Well after. after. 90 uh, 89 or or 91. No, 89. 89 the Berlin Wall was down. Yep. Destruction date was 91, blah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, 89 is when it came down. Landscape and the people in Poland, they were like this. And the coaches were also like that, you know, treating me like I was the German, not the Polish guy. So whatever. But as I said, this, uh, you know, I have a very good, we have a, a very excited team that time. You know, we've been a little bit different. Uh, and there was, you know, there was different time. We, we were like, uh, you know, like a, I'm not saying hippies, but we enjoy our life after the the, the iron curtain go down. Yeah, we, we have full packets of money, and we've been famous, and you enjoy your life every single day. It was like, you know, somebody release you from the how you saying from the leash. Yeah, and everybody was like, you know, we've been enjoying our life, the soccer, the 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 playing, the winning. We still went good. And that's where, you know, after you look back and you said, 
I said to many to to many of my players, you know, I've been in very good. I have my five minutes in Bundesliga. I I'm proud what I did, but can I achieve more? Yeah. Heck yeah. If I'm gonna get the stuff when I was 28 or 29, 28, yeah, hit me. Why didn't hit me when I was 22? I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm always giving the example. I said, listen, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I would say that I'm not gonna go into your life and telling you what is good for you or not. I'm just mm -hmm. giving you my experience. Can I? Can Can you do this now instead of losing your time? And you look back and said, man, I should be in the World Cup. I should be on this. I should win that. You know, this is this is when I'm talking about wasting. I shouldn't have wasted time on that one thing. I should have worked harder on that. But this is this is as I said. This is the inspiration come from you know from the coach, from the surroundings, from your parents, from somebody who can really put the the ignition because this also is a fire under you. No, like ignition. You don't yeah. need to cut the fire because the fire sometimes you know when you're dealing with the young kids. Oh, burns they, them up. They are just rebelling. You know, they just. Mm. You just got gotta show the picture, which is sometimes not not nice, but you have to paint the picture when it's not nice, but you have to picture when it's all standing with the World Cup or the MLS Cup. Now picture this, you know, the MLS Cup with Chicago Fire, that was the first trophy I won in my life. Well, that, that was the very first trophy. And you won one right after MLS MVP. As as a team, as a team. Mm -hmm. This is this is you know I've been oh, waiting okay. for this moment thirty four years, right? Wow. Right. And when we lived at the cup in with this United, you know, did I expect? Yeah, I did. Somebody said you crazy. Did I expect that Philadelphia Union would be in second year in the playoffs? Yes, I did. Even they didn't have a brick, one brick in the in the stadium. We training for three years in the park. All right, can you imagine with the vans every day, 15 minutes to the park and 15 minutes back? Wow, and people complain about the Chicago Fire's current for training. Years, so. <laughs> for three years. Okay, well, listen, this is what it is. Either you make it or you don't, all right? And Either you have excuses yeah, or you have results. I'm not saying that I am the same and I know everything. I know, no. you know it's some decision, decision could be better and some decision uh, should be better. But I, as I said, I am black and white. When is when is stuff like this happen, especially with uh, with the players? I'm very honest with them. I never lie to any players because the players and the teams. When you create the team, the players are most important um, asset in your in your team. Whatever Andrew is going to do, how much money he's going to spend, who the coach is going to be coach, who's going to be the president or GM, it won't matter unless you create the team that everybody is on the same page. And everybody knows that at some point we're going to win the championship. Uh, Piot, um, what, you kind of spoke to it. Maybe it, I don't know if it is, but what's your worst, toughest moment of your playing or coaching career? Was it having to deal with the fallout from that that MLS stuff that you were that you were referring to, or I think the, the playing was that was very disappointed. The final two thousand for sure. All right. Mm -hmm. I never have, you know, uh, such a bad moment. See, I never was injured in terms of like long injury, knees and this. That's, nothing for 30, very lucky. 39 years, all right? I have no in, sur surgeries. I have nothing. Like, very nice. I'm swing here and there, but 
nothing there. The Philadelphia staff drained me for many, many years. I know what they did to me, all right? You just, you just need to read my statement because this is the honest truth. Uh, I met with some guys from this, uh, guys who accused me of many things, including the kickbacks and, sh you know, that, that's, that's the smear campaign that you know when they come to the money, what the people in power can do. Right? Mm -hmm. And the people, players were uh, threatened about kicking them, leaving the jobs. You know, I got this news after five, six years right now. I met one here close to me in the Walmart. He was testifying against me, all right? And he apologized. He said, you know, I have a little child. I cannot be fired. And there was script to follow, and I did it. I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. But listen, I've been this. I already move on. I know, as yep. I said, I, I always said, listen, guys, all right? You can accuse me of many things, all right? Even Mr. Rosco, I many regards to Mr. Rosco about the kickbacks. All right. So anybody who knows how the league works in terms of the transfer, where the money goes, who the who is paying, the league is in charge of everything in terms of contracts, in terms of everything. Mm -hmm. So I don't even want to respond to that. I didn't respond to that because I'm not going to convince the people that I'm not the camera. All right. That's how it is. All right. So uh, I, I, believe, I believe that's that's the worst moment that it that happened. But listen. I, I always said, before I went to Poland, before I went to Poland, I need to have uh, the UEFA Pro license, okay? And they asked me about, Peter, you know, we know what you did. The UEFA co Coaching Commission, the, we've been in the contact because I didn't have a UEFA Pro license. So even the, the you know, the, like uh, the people were saying, oh, Peter wants to go from Philadelphia to what it was, Motherwell, uh, Hertz, whatever, in uh, Scotland, right, from Philadelphia. And this is against the contract. I didn't have a license. Anybody who is a little bit smart in the head, mm -hmm. right, in the head, if you don't have UEFA Pro license, you cannot coach in Europe. You just can't. Very simple as that. Very simple. So all these lies, you know, all the journalists, they, they spin. Smear campaign. I mean, it was, listen, it was laughable. For me, I was laughing. Right. That's crazy that you had to deal with that. But listen, it's as I said, it's let's move on. Yeah, so, let's move on. Let's let's flip so, the script. Your so greatest my, or favorite moments of your career. So my, my point was, you know, even with the dehydration, we when I went to <laughs> Poland, you know, the first training was uh, the winter, right? Yeah. So the players we have, you know, the the it's a preseason, we have a six weeks preseason. So we went there, I went there, and then we start, you know, we're having a fitness day. It's normal for the Monday. Monday uh, before the camps is that, uh, you know, we, we went to Turkey to the camp mm. and we have the fitness. So they got the, you know, some stations, some running, this, that, right. And it was very cold. And the, the, you know, there was a water outside with the, with the physios and stuff. They were waiting. So they were running, they were running. And uh, at some point the players like coach and I'm like, what's going on? And they said, the water is frozen. So we, we, we need to make sure that we're going to tell the journalists to write it that we can't drink the water because the water is frozen. It's not going to be on you again. Do you understand? What? But, then it, <laughs> but that's not what happened. No, it was a joke. It was a yeah. joke. Because yeah. the, water, 
coach we, is not going to be on you because the water is frozen. We can't drink the water. So, so we can drink today. So I, I, I asked I ask the, the trainers to bring some tea, hot tea for them. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, I, I actually wanted to – I, I got the – I was thinking about asking you about this because uh, you were talking about uh, sort of building a team together and when you were talking about, you know, your whole situation in Poland – and your playing situation in the Bundesliga with the different uh, with the different cliques and interests in there. Uh, how important is it to have like a core group of players? Because I know when uh, when the fire first signed you, it was you. We had uh, Koseki, we had uh, Probrovny, we had all of these players who stuck around for like a solid three years. How important is it to like have a consistency with the roster year over year? Before we go to that, let me finish with the UEFA Pro license. Because sure. Okay, yeah. Go, go, go. Right? This guy's going to also understand. So yes. when I got the offer from Lechia Gdansk, right? Mm -hmm. There was, you know, Peter, but you have no license. But we review, we send us the information, what you have, including the transcript from the, from the lawsuit. And then we will review this as an independent commission. All right? So the President Bonik, who was, I was in the contact with, he also was on board to try to, to see if this is going to be possible. But the UEFA panel, the coaching panel, is very independent. So I sent all the documents, including my resume, what I did, how I did it, including the transcript, my transcript as well, uh, from the testimony, what was the real one. And, uh, you know, they're talking about the concussions and stuff. I was the one who ordered the protective gear for all the players and then as well for the goalkeepers. Anyway. So after five days, they asked me, they reviewed the transcript, they called me back because oh, my dogs. Hi puppies. My dog. <laughs> my puppy just walked in too. <laughs> yeah, so, so what happened is they, they, to include me into UEFA Pro program, which is two years, they have to review all these documents, mm -hmm. right? And after five days, they called me and asked me another questions about this events, about explanation, so I explained to them that was a true way of events, right? They reviewed this and we're going to give you an answer in three days. They called me back. They accept me for UEFA Pro license. First to UEFA A plus B as a former national team player and then to UEFA Pro, all right? Wow. And I finished this last March. So if I'm going to do everything they accuse me of, of anything like that, all right? right? They will never accept me to the UEFA Pro license. They will never allow me to even go and create, you know, I have a highest license like Pauno having, it's a little bit different program because my program is two years, was two years, all right? Because I have to go through the different process. And they will monitor every single month because every single month I have to go for three days to one location, to the camp, to have all this stuff. Being in Switzerland, in Neuen, in in the UEFA uh, headquarter, also to talk to these guys and you know show who I am, what I am, and so on. So, if somebody is saying that I am not qualified as a coach, I think it's, it's oh, that, yeah, that's pure bollocks. All right, going to John's questions. John, what were you saying about the team? That John, Roman Koseki and J Jerry wasn't from the beginning. I think the integral part was Zach Toto. Yes. Lubos was from the beginning. Chris Armas, Jesse Marsh, um, Curtin, 
was Curtin beginning or no? It was. Oh, Jim was later. way. Jim was like three years yeah. later. Yeah, way. Uh, but I think was um, I think was Josh, Josh Wolf, Ante, Ante, Ante came too, and we have Frankie, Klopas, we have Salcido, who no Hugo, um, what is his name? Uh, ah. Jorge Campos. Jorge Campos. Also, Jorge come later on. But yeah. we have a group of me and most of Diego Gutierrez. Sorry, Diego was yeah, Diego. as well. Also, we, we have the group of mostly young Americans and me and Lubos. So they were looking up to us what to do. And you know, listen, I've been, as I said many times, I was very surprised when I came to the camp, first my camp, because, you know, in German way is everything is like, breakfast together we have 72 rules the team rules 72 rules what kind of t-shirts uh, you have to go for home games away games camps buses everything 72 rules believe it or not and when i came to this camp i met ron ron stern who was the team administrator and i said ron what time is breakfast tomorrow and ron looked at me like what I'm like, what time is breakfast tomorrow? And he gave me $20 and said, you can buy your breakfast. You're like, no, <laughs> no. And I was looking at him like, are you kidding, right? And he said, no. And I don't eat breakfast. I drink coffee only in the morning. I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I saved like $100. I went Sunday, like evening was my day because I don't drink beer. I'm not, you know, I'm not the beer guy. But mm -hmm. I got big T-bone, like love it. Yeah. With mashed potatoes. We're eating with Lubos. Like every night we went outside. And after like three days or four days, we're walking back with Lubos, like 11.30. And we're like, Lubos. And I'm like, Lubos, this is paradise. Paradise. They give you every meal, like after like lunch too. You got lunch $20. Oh, evening, you have $20. Lunch, we have together. But evening, you have $20. So we have $40 a day per diem or whatever they call it, right? Mm -hmm. I was so happy. It was like paradise. Nobody's screaming at you. Nobody's running like crazy, right? You have easy time. Nobody's controlling you. You don't need to be 10 o'clock in your room. I mean, it was like different world. And I'm like, Lubos, I will stay here forever. <laughs> But but my point is is we create this this I would say camaraderie uh, right camaraderie 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 with the young American guys who you know ask us hey Peter how was the Bundesliga hey Lubos how was Fiorentina how was Serie A this connection you 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 paint the picture for them what could be possible for them if we're gonna reach that level and that's where we have success and we like. Not just, you know, some stars coming and, you know, who you are and this and that. We're just part of this, you know, something special. As, as I supposed to uh, say to, 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 to my teammates, and then later Ben, ben, uh, ben Olsen said in the, the, the interview about the team we made, it's like guys, like a special guys with, uh, you know, with a lot of personality who just refuse to lose. That's what we are. That's what we were. We hate to lose any like, okay, this was like a little virus. You have to install it in three, mm. four guys. And then the rest follow, you know, two guys 
but that it catches, yeah. Right? It was like a snowball coming, right? But you, you know, the, the guys who were the vital in this was Diego, myself, Lubos, Chris Arma, CJ, and Zach. You know, that was the guys that Jesse in some capacity as well. These guys were the, the, the first snowball when you go and then you start rolling the snowball. So this was the core of, of everything happened after that. Peter, was that uh, your greatest or like your favorite soccer moment, winning that first MLS championship with the fire as a player? Uh, yes, I, I believe that was, you know, I have a great moment I was very happy with. I mean, you know, it's, it's not every day you have the best, best playmaker in the Bundesliga. And I work hard and, you know, I was already 31 years old. When I got this, you know, it wasn't the trophy. I got Polish, Poland player, uh, Polish player of the year in '96, and this is where my father was. Well, he, unfortunately, he died two years ago. So, um, but there was '96 uh, when I won the Polish best player in the country. When I got the medal from the president of Poland, giving me the Cavalier Cross of Merit of the Republic of Poland as a for achievement. In as a player and the coach, you feel like listen, it's, um, you know, you did something good, you know, in your life as a human being, you changed the life of the players who are succeeding now on the different in different leagues. You you just you know fulfill your dreams. When I was a little kid, dreaming, you know, when I was listen, I've been in the, the small city. We live in a small city, and you know, in the middle of Poland. And there was always playing planes going from Warsaw all the way to the west. And I dream as a young as a young kid. I said to myself, I want to be on this plane one day. Then it's gonna go west, away from this. And I make the dream come true. You visualize, visualize. That helps. Uh, you've already talked about them times you were doubted and you have over how you overcame them. Uh, I'm curious, some of the best players that you've ever played with as teammates. Well, definitely, you know, as I said about Abedi Pele, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, Christo was one, Lubos, you know, Roman Kosetsky. I mean, you know, when what about you best players you've played against, not on your team? Oh. Oh, I, I play against, you know, Romarios, I play against Ronaldos, I play against, uh, I mean, you know, it's like, if you go, if you go with the, even 96 uh, European World Cup, uh, European Championship qualification, we play against France, who 98 won everything. From 98, they won everything. So the team was Bernie Lama, La, La, Laurent Blanc, Lisa Razou, Zidane, uh, the the Champs, uh, the Puran coach of France, Mar Marcel Marcel Desai. I mean, it was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Holy one, cow! One, one in the park of France. So this was the team. You know, Thierry Henry, very very young Thierry Henry on this team. Trezeguet, very young. I mean, there was like, you know, we play at Wembley. You know, my dream was always to play at old Wembley, not today Wembley. Today Wembley doesn't have anything. <laughs> I was with, with the U.S. national team, no chance. But I play as a player, Poland versus England at old Wembley. Paul Gascoigne, Alan Shearer, Les Ferdinand, David Beckham, first game, McManaman, uh, Pierce, 
uh, Pauline's. I mean, that was like, that's where the dreams come true, right? That's where you say, listen, the old work you did before, it's nothing compares to the feeling you have when you go at Wembley and it's 90,000 people. My, our players, our goalkeeper have the hair like this. If they think uh, God saved the queen, he was standing on the end. Peter, can you listen to this? Can you hear this? And I'm like, dude, relax. What's wrong with you, man? And actually, he screwed up the first goal we have. He just was so nervous. The players before the game basically occupied the whole bathroom. There was no one toilet left open. Because everybody was so nervous? You sit in the locker room, the whole the whole thing, the old Wembley, the locker room was shaking from England. Oh my God, that's frightening. That's what I want to feel to be like. You don't hear your, your, like, if I was standing away when we play, I was standing two yards from the guy who had the ball and on his back, and I scream my lungs out, and he cannot hear me. And I'm like, dude, unbelievable. But that was my always dream to play at Wembley. And then, you know, fortunately enough, I was the captain of the Polish national team. What wow, else? that's <laughs> awesome. What that is so cool. Right? Uh, the, so the best... Sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice for my family, a lot of sacrifice. But listen, I said to myself, I want to do this way. And nothing, no one will throw me from this way. The same with the coaches. We are the, you know, the coaching overall. I mean... The mentality, the winning mentality. If you don't have that, don't do this. Don't be coach. Don't go fishing. Go change your profession. Don't do this. The passion have to be there, mm. right? As I said about the first pillar in uh, how is the the plate is still there, right? Yep, passion, tradition, honor. I I yeah. feel like I got to end this podcast with uh, the yeah, song I My Way. Way. No, my I'm, I end this podcast with the, the that song uh, that Frank Sinatra song. My I did it my way. Uh, Peter, what's the best player you ever coached or your favorite player that you coached? Hmm. And why were they your favorite player? They were What made them so coachable? You know, there was, I would say, from my coaching days when I start, right? I would say with DC United because the teams, you know, the national teams were amazing. I mean, to coach those guys with Clint, with Landon Donovan, with Clint Dempsey, uh, you know, all the all these guys, uh, it was just amazing. Uh, Tim Howard, I mean, it's just amazing feeling that you are around them and you, you, you know, you have this feeling that you are a partner and, you know, somebody to talk to and they trust your judgment. They always ask me what I think and they know I'm not going to have any filter in me so I can hit them with whatever, whatever I feel like. But they appreciate the honesty, the authenticity of my opinion, you know, either they like it or not because they know that this is going to help them. That, that's something that they, they need. They don't need, you know, uh, some, some words around them. They just need to, to listen to the, the hearts, the brains, and the feeling as well. And I try to be, you know, as I said, I learned a lot about being around the team management as well as with Jim, we talk about, uh, you know, the way you're supposed to motivate, inspire the players. Uh, I would say with DC, definitely Jaime Moreno, definitely Ryan Nelson, who played long way, you know, long many years in the uh, English Premier League. Uh, the season, well, you know, the, Ryan Nelson was defensive midfield when I took the team. 
It was my idea to put him as a sweeper. Oh, drop him back farther. Yeah. And he played for Blackburn, I don't know, in the EPL, he, how many years he played? 10 years, maybe, maybe longer. You know, I, I mean, that, that Arnie was good. You know, Ben, I mean, I have a great team, I, seriously. And then, you know, the, all they need is just uh, self-belief, that they believe themselves, then they are capable of winning anything. And as I said, there was not much pep talk after the, even before the final when we played. It was very short, you know, basically it's like, Listen, guys, right? Like, uh, what was that? Alan Shepard used to say, God, don't let us screw it up, right? <laughs> Go up up in the stars, all right? So that's basically it. Uh, later on, you know, Philadelphia was, um, you know, Farid was Mondragon, was very, very experienced guy, and Sebastian Letou. Even the, the, the fire, uh, the, the fire, the union fans saying that I pushed Letou out, well, they wrong. Mr. Sakevich pushed them, push him out. They asked me to to trade him. He asked the league to trade him. All right, just don't pin on me. I have an emails I can show you. Maybe at one podcast I will show the email. Anyway. <laughs> there we go. I love it. We'll yeah. definitely have you. Listen, you got to straight up some situation because it's not fair. All right. So yeah. I didn't talk for many years, but that's you know, there's nothing nothing to 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 close this thing down. Taking anyway. the governor off now, but Peter. Sebastian um, was great player because you know. That's changed as well. He he went to I think he had a chance to go to Bolton for a couple of uh, million US. Uh, he didn't decide to do it, but listen, it's he was playing for a USL team in Seattle when I took it. So it's you know he changed the the stuff as well. And then uh, in Poland, I think the best one to coach was Milos Krasic. Milos was uh, you know uh, he was playing for Juventus Turin uh, for Juve. He was playing and Ceska Moscow. You know, one of the greatest players that Serbia produced. And I took him, he was his whole life, his whole life he was the winger. When I took the team, he was on the bench. The team was two points of relegation. And I convert him, I said, Milos, I see you as a in different role. And he was like, Coach, what role? I said, You will play as a number eight or number ten in the middle. I want you to have the ball all the time. I want you to touch the ball as many times you can have. I don't want you to be on the wing. The same way I did with Bob. Why? Because I have the same situation with Benny Olsen in the at DC United. When Ben started not saying losing the speed, but he was more experienced. He doesn't need to run up and down. Mm -hmm. So I put him in the middle. And I say I did with Milos. Milos didn't play for two years, believe it or not. And I put him as a number eight, as a guy who always be to play. They always have to play to him. Resurrect his career. He was best midfielder in Polish league. Wow, that's incredible! Right. So listen, yeah, as I said, it's, it's still a lot of things that I'm sure I did not the way that people will wish to to me to do. But that's that's who I am. Black and white, baby. I got a couple of silly and questions. Black and white, black and red. I would say. Oh, white, white and red. White, black and red. One of the two. No, no, no. white and white and red. White and red. There we go. Red and white. Peter, I think this was a joke question because somebody asked it. They said, what is your favorite watch in your collection? I have 30 watches, believe it or not. You have a watch collection, so they do know what they're talking about. I have a lot of watches in my collection, but there is not one. It costs more than $1,000. Jesus. 
Uh, I have a th- another weird question. You, you being an MLS former MLS coach, I really wonder how you're going to feel about this one. Uh, Love, we asked Lovell Palmer this, and he was for it. Uh, should more than three substitutions be allowed? Should they take that that removal off and let the su- let the coach use all of his subs available? No. Keep it three subs. Listen, there's no as I said about the the competition winning the team. Mm-hmm. If you have a possibility to uh, to change four or five players, it doesn't make sense. Because what are you going to do? I think that at some point, Vielko is also right now, uh, I'm talking about Pauno, mm-hmm. is uh, um, how you said it. How you said this? Like, uh, he, he's, he's like, if he comes to the point where he doesn't have a guy to solve. Did you think about that? Why he making such a substitutions? He doesn't have the options. No, it's not the options per se. It's just okay. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, the players need to understand, and I always installing them this meaning. It 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 means listen. If you're not gonna start today, it doesn't mean that I am against you, or I have something against you, or you right. didn't fulfill your role. All right. It's maybe. I'm wrong, but uh, this is how I feel. This is how today I think we can win today. Today is not maybe your day, but you have to talk to the players. You have to express this passion and explain to them in a in a way that they will understand. And the guys, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it when the guys are pissed off walking off the field because they got substituted. And I think at some capacity right now, it seems like, okay, I cannot change ducks or I cannot substitute ducks. I cannot substitute Gaetan when they play. Uh, when Nico play with CJ, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm, I cannot go, who I'm going to put in, right? He's a lot of decision that affects this because the composition is a little bit off. Right. Right? Because if you're going to, you know, if you're going to put the best lineup right today, whatever it's going to be, and then at some point you have to improve the team. Improve meaning, okay, maybe fresh legs and so, right? But listen, who are you going to change? Who are you going to get out? Who are you going to okay. get Well, it's uh, Nikolic and... No, it's, normally it's Georgie because young is not going to complain. Maybe it's Nikolic second because... Or whatever. No, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't understand only he played one day on the right back and then the second day he's, okay, he's a defensive uh, midfielder, you know. I mean, seriously. It's it's not it's not I'm criticizing Paolo. Don't get me wrong. No. I'm I'm just saying it's like uh, who you gonna really change? Because it seems like right now it's like you are in a trap. Mm-hmm. That okay, who I'm gonna put in for who? Yeah, who are you gonna put in that left back spot? But that's that's the stuff that I you know I put yesterday. Coaching is not the popularity contest. It's a leadership, which means. If you play bad, you got to get off. It doesn't mean, you know, what the, it doesn't uh, necessarily means that I am against you. It's maybe not your day. If I, listen, if I felt like it wasn't my day, which was very rarely, but <laughs> I went to Bob and said to him, Bob, not because I felt like I was letting down my team. Uh-huh. If I don't play to my ability, I was letting the team down. And I was honest enough to say, shit, sorry, 
this is not my day. <laughs> All right? Mm -hmm. they, I'm, I'm telling you, if this is honestly within the team, and maybe Bastion is uh, right, that the, peop, the players is, is today's generation. As I said about, uh, you know, they want to be in the social media, they want to be visible, they want to do new contract and this, and uh, trying to be scoring the goals because I didn't score in five days or five games and the journalist is talking, the Twitter is talking. Who cares? As far as the coach is happy, you're going to get this coach. Ante mm -hmm. was many times, oh, why did Cristo score? Excuse me, Cristo was, you know, Cristo, right? He didn't care if somebody, you know, was open, he didn't care, he just shoot. Right, he was crystal. We know that. And Ante was like, hey, Crystal is not playing me or passing me. Hey, sorry. Right? Shut your mouth, right? It's crystal. Right? We have to make make it work. Right? If he pass you, why don't you go to him and congratulate him? Not going to the fans and kissing the badge, just go to him. Right? Is listen, we gotta be honest with this. And I said many times to the guys. Who try to you know maneuver between this and between that and maybe this maybe being polite politically correct who cares at the end you win you get the trophy and you enjoy your ring <laughs> ah, there it is <laughs> you enjoy it that's fantastic okay uh peter we are almost done here yeah um, I got a couple of uh, questions from the live chat from people who are watching live right now. Uh, blah 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 blah. They wanted to ask about Soldier Field becoming official. Do they? Does he think that that will put the fire back on the map in Chicago? The move to Soldier Field. Yeah, yes. they. Uh, there was a leak recently that uh, they're going to make an announcement on Thursday about moving back to Soldier Field. When they make the announcement, then we're going to go on the broadcast again. Okay, <laughs> then we'll talk about it. <laughs> then uh, we'll talk about it, yeah. Chad saying hello, El Roto saying hello, Dago saying thanks for sharing some time with the fans, Peter. Uh, my little brother was saying uh, soccer player can run for up to six to eight miles a game. Got to be fit. Visualizing the result, uh, proactive versus reactive approach. This is all my brother. He's a coach there too. You so. There you go. Uh, we, uh, th when we were talking about what a, what a player's thinking, where's the ball? Where's the space? Where's my goal? Where's my teammates? Where's my mark? All these things go through your mind when you're in your position. Uh, can And my brother's question was, can MLS players run the same complex systems being played in Europe? Is there a noticeable difference between the soccer IQ between European players and MLS players? No. You know, the difference is, the difference is then, uh, you know, that... I don't want to be listen i don't want to be rude but the difference is the players in us they don't breed this is the not religion for them they don't breed soccer uh, lavelle so that's 24 hours and i'll give you the example i have uh, when i was in dc all right in the first year i tried many things to improve and one of them was the scouting reports for the players to get this imagination who we playing what position I play, who I play against, and so on. And through my friends, I got the scouting reports from a report from uh, Mourinho, from Jose Mourinho. Mm -hmm. All right. I was, on Jose? What? Uh, was that on Jose Mourinho's uh, Chelsea team? Chelsea team. Jose Mourinho, Chelsea team, scouting report. Mm -hmm. Each player before the game on Wednesday become uh, a dossier 
you know dossier, right? That's yeah. folder. Yeah. In this dossier was about between 30 and 40 pages about the opponent, about the player. For each player with the name, folder was? 40, 40 pages for each player. 40 pages for each player. Wow. Right? Just to prepare you, who you play against, what position, uh, free kicks, corner kicks, uh, patterns when they pass the ball, which pressing, you know, all this stuff, 40 pages. So I asked my friend at Chelsea to send me this. I, I, I received a lot of documents when I start coaching from my friends who become, you know, technical directors, sporting director, managers, head coaches, and so on. So I asked them to send me all this stuff. I knew that I cannot implement this material into, let's say, Bundesliga. I got from Felix Magath. Um, you know, Felix Magath was one of the worst coaches in terms of running and fitness preparation in four years. All right, for years, or maybe in the history of Bundesliga. Worst guy. <laughs> you can ask all around, ever. And I got his training concept. If I will do 20% of the concept what he was running, the people not going to only sue me, I'm going to be in jail. Right? That's what was, I'm telling you, like 5% even is going to be un very bad for, I mean, this running thing, jumping, they just making like amazing things. But anyway, going going back to do the point that um, what I was saying about getting reports about uh, right. So the the reports. So I, I prepared the reports. I said they cannot do this. All right. When I see this forty dossier, forty pages dossier, I, no chance. Our our players in DC will do it. Mm -hmm. So. What do you think I prepared? How many pages I prepared for them? Two? No, come on, man. Uh, you did 50 when you walked into your interview. Uh, yeah, I prepared seven pages. Okay. Just on the, on just, the just easy, Just easy lineups, this, that, for position, you know, by, by the position, general information, free kicks, corner kicks, basically our, you know, patterns and day patterns, right? Tactical, right? Our was very clear because we play 3-5-2, the players understand, but mostly their passing patterns and so on. So seven or eight pages. I would I give them everybody get with the with the name on this on this little folder. Everybody get this on Wednesday after the training. Just to have the time till Saturday to prepare yourself. On Thursday, on Thursday, uh, no. Friday before training. Ernie Stewart, Jaime Moreno, Ryan Nelson, and Demon. Coach, what is that, man? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, the report. I'm like, what? What about this? It's too much, man. It's too much, pages? too much information. Seven Seven pages is too much. Seven pages. I found this report in the bathrooms, you know, on the bathroom floors. I found it. Oh. Right? They just reading in the in the bathroom. That was for them to go this into, you know, locker room before the game. So they have four days to doing this stuff to know and get ready. So I found in the DC United locker room bathroom or locker bathroom on the floor they said coach it's too much information man come on that's the difference we're talking about 
in Germany or uh, Italy, when the tactics, you're gonna get pounded with that. If you don't know, what did you do? Like, we train, even in Poland, I have, from the beginning, I have a problems with that, or they have a problems with that. Because we train, and one training, you know, session is followed with other things. But based on what you did the day before, so one thing is follow up to the game, right? Tactical part and, you know, some kind of pattern, some kind of, you know, you have to do, understand where, the, where you go and when you run and so on. Believe it or not, those guys didn't remember the next day what we did the day before. Like we did the exercise that we did the day before and then run completely different ways. I'm like, guys, you did this just yesterday. <laughs> How are you not getting this? And that's why I have two big whiteboards on the field. Mm -hmm. Then every exercise was again explained. Like we did the pressing, like we played five, six v five. So six defenders, five midfielders or strikers, whatever. Mm -hmm. They played two minutes. Uh, between them when they the, the and small goals on the sides so when the defenders went through the pressure and scored a goal the the forwards have to just make a one sprint 50 meters back <laughs> and then if they score if they score then the defenders go the other way but listen this is the competition we're talking about that's where you have this game situations so you can improve yourself do you know what i mean so you have to, you know, as I said about the reports, the problem with the, with as John asked me about the what is the difference, the difference is just, you know, way of life. This is football, how soccer have to be a way of life. It can't be just hobby. That's exactly what Lavelle Palmer was saying. Soccer is a way of life. You have to live it. It was something so interesting. And doing it's two different things, my dear. Right? I'm sure he does because he have this this, you know, he. He's been in the country similar to mine. I know he does. It's just, you know, in some capacity, as I said, I know him as a player, and then uh, I, I see what this Pauno need to find his way of doing stuff, regardless what will happen, regardless. You don't look left, as I told you. You can walk in the middle of the street. You get hit by both ways. <laughs> Somebody's going to hit you. No matter you what. Know? That, that's something that I've heard a lot from like whenever whenever a player does come over from Europe uh, and it gets picked up by almost every single any any sort of journalist that's paying attention to the league. They always pick it up whenever a European player comes over and they say it's really weird how much like their problem is more travel than the intensity of the game because there's not really much going on with it. Uh, I remember there was a quote from Michael Delu when he was playing for the fire that mm -hmm. people are coming to soccer games for a day out. They're not going to support their team. They're just it's not a religion. It's a nice day out. No, it's, it's not only a religion. Wherever you go in which country you go is uh, Holland, France, Italy, Spain, Greece. The games are everywhere. All right. You go to Turkey is like, you know, I've been a couple of times and even in Poland, you know, you have games from from all over the world, right? Every single day is something going on and they show it. And there's no other way actually to not being part of this. 
And when you know, when I came to you, I, I love it because nobody was bothering me. The fans wouldn't bother me, right? Mm -hmm. The journalists, like in Germany, then you know, I cannot go, you know, five meters or go to the store. I can ride my bike, you know, like a motorcycle because everybody knows me, right? And it's it's you know, I was tired at the end of the German, you know, time. I was tired mentally. I was drained, and as well as was drained here, you know, it's uh, with the, with the union as well, with the whole whole situation, what happened mm -hmm. uh, as a, as a coach or vice president, whatever it was. But anyway. I'm saying this, this is the difference of what you want to do. You are here to make a difference or you're here just to, to, to catch up bus. or to get the paycheck, right? You know, most of these guys came not to get the paycheck because that time, believe it or not, Roman came for, I think, $150,000. Jerry came for $120,000. I was on, okay. Not bad salary, but not compared to today, mm -hmm. right? Today I was barely making DP, not even maybe. Wow! Right? Yeah, right, barely. So, so my point is, you have to not looking what you know what the advantage is the American way, which means at three o'clock you are back home, right? Because this is this is disadvantage to your career. You have to take care of yourself. You have to all right and if you know even i said to about Przemek frankowski if Przemek needs to well, i know he have a young kid i know the family is happy i know he have a lot of friends in the polish community and then uh at Yatskovo over there i know it's very is awesome i know that but listen this is not the first and the last station for you if you're not going to take care of yourself and do the stuff that necessary to get better all right guess what the people look at you and then you know as as many of before you and after you probably they're going to be in america and gone one two years if you want to be somebody you have to show your who you really are you can't do halfway this my man you got to take the opportunities that are given to you You only get so many and i you believe he, he he can he can get it he needs some work on his runs and timing because as i said this is this is the it was already I saw it in Polish. Polish oh, the last, the last game, he had enough to do this. I'm sure he is. I, I thought his last game was a little rough. He had a couple just pure turnovers, and his touch just looked a little sloppy. But really, to me, that was like maybe his uh, his worst game in a fire jersey because I thought he's been pretty good otherwise. And listen, hopefully, it's different. Different. Listen, if you if you have three days before. You know, you play, what would they play? Uh, Wednesday and Saturday, right? Yep, the point. Right? And the work that you, you change the formation and you change the, you change the formation and you change the, your, you know, a view of the game. Of course, it's, it's difficult, you know. I, I, I don't necessarily change formation when you have three days before, I mean, between the games. If you have one week to work on, it's okay. But three days is very, very difficult, especially, as I said, those guys are not that, you know, wired to get the information in two, day, uh, in two days. As I said about the reports, I give them three days before, wow. and it's still the Great point. And still Oh, my God. Peter, MLS coaches should be listening to this podcast and just, like, <laughs> take 
notes and furiously learning from all your incredible lessons that you've learned here. I it's feel like I've learned some just reality, guys. It's reality. That's, of, uh, well, listen, I, I, I want to I want Paolo to succeed. I want the yeah. fire to be where they are. I mean, this is seriously, as I said, even, you know, and it's not, you know, as I said, I'm black and white. I'm not sugarcoat anybody. I'm not excusing anybody from the, the job. If, if it's need to be said, it's going to be said. Because it's it's not, you know, as I said about rebranding, you, you're talking about rebranding, right? The guys were, mm -hmm, yeah. you, you told me, James, uh, the last, the last uh, conversation we have. All right. I would say, okay, what's wrong with the fire? If I go today to China, Australia, and I, I said I play for Chicago Fire, do you think they will not know? Of course they, they will. will know. They'll know who the Chicago yeah, Fire what is. About, what about if, if they're English teams, all right? They call themselves Cannoneers, right? The Cannons, or the, what is they called? The Hammers, the right? Yeah. The Gunners? West Ham, yeah. What about, uh, what about, um, what else? What about the sports? So if you, go, if you go into Australia, Japan, China, and you said you're playing for sports, you don't you, you you think that they do they will not know oh they know it's the same There's, with fire yeah it's the same with thing i mean listen you're not this is i think that the stuff with the kansas city threw the people off about the rebranding because mm -hmm. kansas city that time was completely different stuff they were moving from downtown kansas city to the suburbs one right they didn't have the attendance at Arrowhead, uh, Arrowhead Stadium, right? They moved to completely, and there was how many? When, when they did move to to the new stadium, let me let me ask I'm, you. I'm looking it up. KC Wizards. Ten years ago. Oh man, I have a KC friend that I could check with, but I got it right here. Ten they years. Moved, ago. They moved in 2011. Yeah. Okay. Like you Thank said. You. All right, eight years roughly, ago. Roughly. But yeah. it was a completely different league that time. Don't forget. Except there was first year of David Beckham coming to US. Is it? Uh David Oh, Beckham. David Beckham showed up in 2007, I think. Exactly. So he was here a couple years. He was he was in the summer 2007. Yep, 2007, yeah. correct. So there was first six six months of David Beckham. That was first time the rule of the designated player. The league was completely different. The audience was completely different. All right. The people right now are, you know, the fans, the, the, the people, the surroundings are more sophisticated than there was eight years ago or five years ago, seven years ago, because they watch all the stuff. They read what is going on in the English Premier League, in the Bundesliga, in, the, in Spanish La Liga, in Serie A. They read everything, every information social media everything is right there they right they there play the, the games. they play the FIFA soccer games too. They, they can compare the information all right but you don't change the identity of the team because you're moving out of one stadium no so the sports change the change the west Ham moved from the old brick when i was over there oh, they, moved the they moved to the olympic stadium and what they changed the name they hate it. The fans hate the new stadium too. It doesn't matter. Listen, dude. I can, James. I can tell you this. 1860 fans, they hated when we moved to Olympia Stadium, and they were like superstitious. 
oh, Peter, we can't play there. We never won the game over there. And I'm like, listen, Olympia Stadium with 62,000 people with 200 uh, suites, all right, is going to bring us the money that we're going to buy the Champions League winner. And we did with Abadi Pele. We changed the, uh, because of we moved to the Olympic Stadium, we built a 